0: That's heritageradionetwork.org slash 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you.
1: I'm Erica White, host of Let's Get Real, the cooking show about finding, preparing, and eating food. You're listening to Heritage Radio Network, broadcasting live from Bushwick, Brooklyn. If you like this program, visit Radio Network.org for thousands more.
2: Hey, hey, hey. Welcome to Beer Sessions Radio on the Heritage Radio Network. This is a special episode. we got the guys from Sweetwater, a great brewery in Georgia, up here in New York City for their launch. And we'll be airing this sometime in 2015. So, welcome to the show. We've got some great guests on. we got Kit and Steve and Tucker from Sweetwater and Lisa Witkowski, who's a great Cicerone person. We're all here today, and we're going to be drinking Sweetwater all night and talking about them coming to New York City. So, let's give an intro to everybody. So, you guys, say your name and, and say what your jobs are. Uh, Steve Ferris, I'm the uh, minister
3: of propaganda for Sweetwater Brewery. So what the hell is that? man? That means I've been making it up as I go since the beginning and uh, figuring it out along the way.
2: All right, and how'd you start working for Sweetwater?
3: Uh, man, you know, I was uh, running a bar in Atlanta and uh, met Freddie Bench, uh, the guy who started the brewery. And you know, prior to running the bar, I'd worked for Guinness, I'd worked for Gala, I worked for a distributor. And, you know, I was right at the point where you know, Sweetwater's starting to get its feet underneath it. And, uh, you know, trying to figure out how to work with distributors, how to work with retailers. You know, how do we go from this great brewery that makes phenomenal, phenomenal beer, but, you know, it's just run by a couple of brewers, to actually kind That's of cool, get man. beyond we, our We've walls. heard
2: a lot about it. Our good friend Ale Schroer down in Atlanta. Uh, I love Ale. Always talking yeah. about it. And, and Kit, Kit Blanchard, what do you do, man? You're like one of the buddies from the brewery?
4: I'm one of the buddies from the brewery. I'm one of the investors with Sweetwater. Um I met Freddie back in uh, '98 after he'd been brewing and and had introduced the beer already. And we met looking at a rapid on a river. We were both kayakers. That's romantic. Yeah, thanks. (laughs) And uh, so people, I love those. We were paddling together, uh, and he asked me, "He's like, what do you do?" And I'm like, "I work for a band called Fish." And he's like, I like a band called Fish. And I said, what do you do? He's like, I work for, I brew beer. And I said, I like beer. So, there you go. All
2: right. This is we have a lot to talk about on this show, I can tell you that. And Tucker, you're like the PR person or something. You brought I'm everybody. PR together. person
1: or something. That's yeah. true.
2: You brought us some cool t-shirts and things. I
1: did. I brought you all the cool Sweetwater swag.
2: So it's been huge. You guys came to New York City for the first time.
1: We did, as of Monday.
2: I know you've been in places like Muggs Ale House. Blind Tiger. I was actually at Blind Tiger this afternoon, and we were drinking the the Hop Hash beer. What's it called?
1: The Hop. Well, there's Hop Hash and there's Hash Brown.
2: So Hash Brown. Oh, I call it a Hop Hash, but Steve, you're supposed to correct me. Come
1: well, it's made with Hop well, Hash, so yeah, really we've you're not got, too
3: far. Uh, yeah, we've got both of them. So, oh, you do. Yeah, we've got two beers. One called Hop Hash, um, which actually we get the. Um, you know, have you ever seen the, the 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 hop processing portion of that?
2: A little bit. Tell me more about
3: it. Take the take the hops out of the field. You, you pick them off the vine. They run them uh, through, they dry them, bale them up, and then, uh, you know, a lot of times the, the the hop producers will pelletize them, put them in this tiny little pellet form, so it's great for storage. You know, last, you know, three, four, five years, you know, blast it with nitrogen, stick it in their, in their cooler, and, and it's great. But a byproduct of running it through that pelletizer is the, the screens on the inside get all caked up with this hash. It's like... It's like keef. It's this resiny, sticky substance that cakes up the inside of the machine. So every like half hour, they got to stop, open it up, pull off the screens, scrape it out, and then put the screens back on, keep running. Well, in the past, they'd toss that that sticky, icky, good good stuff that hash. Uh, We were talking to them, We're like, dude, send that to us, man. That sounds great. So we played with it, put it in a cask, made a dank tank
2: release with it. Uh, Fastest selling dank tank, dude. It was called Johnny Hash. Oh. Did, yeah. We also have a uh, Lisa Witkowski. Lisa, so nice to have you on the show.
5: Thank you. So I you're was... like
2: one of the top Cicerone people, or something.
5: <laughs> I I give the exam on the East Coast, so I'm I'm one of the most terrifying Cicerone people. If that's uh the... so
2: they have to be nice to you. And it seems like now so many people in this trade, especially like if they're working for a, a chain or a distributor, they'll have to be like certified Cicerones or you they don't... can't get a job anymore.
5: I I. Don't know that you can't get a job, but I think it's a nice. I think it's a nice standard that we look at. Sort of, um, you know, we take a good perspective that somebody uh, who wants to sell beer and be approachable selling beer is someone who knows a lot about it. I think sometimes naysayers about that kind of education say, "Well, it's it makes beer unapproachable if somebody's so." so interested in in styles and protocol and so on. But I think someone who knows a lot about beer is actually someone who's fun to talk to about beer and gets excited about it. And that's what Cicerone's about. So um, I'm really happy to say uh, Cicerone is doing well and is promoting education of people who sell beer, you know, on the street, behind your bar, at your you know, your local place and they're rolling out a new level which is advanced. So uh above com- master or before master. B- before master. Because it's no so one un- can
2: have you guys ever tried to take the master sister on there's how many of them in the world. We know some guys who've failed 13. three times, so you, I guess you need something before master,
5: right? Uh yeah, I mean certified certified is a great standard and I think it's it's hard work for a lot of smart people, but advanced is in between. And master is master is kinda of terrifying I've I've been lucky to meet all the masters, and they're they're very special people.
2: Well, this is going to be an awesome show. We got some great tasters and great beer people. Let's talk about the beer. So, um, Sweetwater in Georgia, you guys have a great reputation. But what's the backstory? Did you guys intend to be in Georgia in the first place? <laughs> I heard something about traveling. <laughs> yeah, through the truck does truck that on broke purpose. Down. Yeah, right.
3: I <laughs> yeah, blow, blow out a tire, and there you go.
2: But for real, that's the real story.
3: No, well, sort of. Um, so you know you know what was going on in Atlanta in mid '90s '96 specifically you know the Olympics were coming through town the town was on fire um, you know great culture great energy so much you know construction and everything was was growing and booming and there's no craft beer scene there were a couple of breweries that had just started up it wasn't until like two years earlier that it was even legal in Georgia to have a production brewery um, so. Um, there were a couple guys going, you know, making kind of multi-European style. Um, and Freddie and Kevin, you know, guys who started the brewery, came from Colorado. They went to school together out in Boulder. Um, you know, became brewers. Uh, went, to the, uh, um, went to school and, you know, learned how to make great, aggressive, hoppy, West Coast-style ales. Um, so cruising around the southeast looking for an opportunity to, to open Sweetwater and found Atlanta. The town was, you know, great, you know. And coming from, you know, where you were out in Colorado to what was going on in Atlanta, it was a big shift in mindset. You know, there, there wasn't that craft scene. There wasn't that culture. So it was a while before, you know, people really understood the difference in styles. You know, I remember going into places and saying, hey, you know, you know I'd love to sample you on this Sweetwater 420, our pale ale. Um, and they're like, no, nah, I already got a local. I'm like, that local that you have is a porter, and that's great, but ours is a pale ale. And they're like... I only need one local. I'm like, that the, it doesn't make sense. So it took a while for people to just get educated. And it was cool because it kept us so deep in the roots of Atlanta because we didn't have the opportunity to expand too
2: far too fast. and you know, we had to
3: get
4: so our... Okay, how
2: did you get involved in, in Sweetwater? When did you meet these guys?
4: So I, I met Freddie in 98. As I said, we were, I just met him on a river. We were kayaking together. And... Um, You know, he liked music, I liked beer, and after we'd hung out for a while, he learned that I was a rigger, an entertainment rigger. So I hung the lighting systems and the sound systems for these rock and roll bands. And he said, I've got some tanks that I need moved around. We've got new 200-barrel tanks coming in to our brewery, and do you think you could help me with that? And I knew how to pick up heavy things using uh, using mechanics tools. and using tools exactly yeah. not not brute strength. so guys, guys with tools make breweries right guys with tools do make breweries do you agree with that tucker yeah, absolutely long. women with tools and women with know-how help breweries as well
3: <laughs> yeah it was amazing uh, you know early in the day it was um, whoever would you know work for free beer is uh, who uh, came out and helped us we had a bunch of dudes from delta you know uh, uh, you mean for, Delta Airlines. Yeah, wow. mechanics from Delta not Delta, Delta Force. But. Yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> Delta Airlines. Well, it's uh, Georgia,
2: maybe there's like military. Yeah, guys airplane
3: mechanics would you know they'd come after their shift, they'd show up still in their uniform and come to the brewery and be like, hey, what can I help you with? We're like, That's dude, incredible. that thing doesn't work. Or, make the
5: world a better place. Let's make some beer. Yeah,
3: <laughs> and you know, pay people in free beer. And They
2: brought their own wrenches. right? Oh yeah, they had all.
3: Yeah. We didn't have all. We didn't have any tools. You know, like <laughs> we had rubber band That's and duct incredible. tape. Incredible. Yeah. Um, we have plenty of low-fills, which I don't know if you guys know about low-fills. <laughs> no, what's that? Low fill, so you run the machine, and you know when you've got rubber band and duct tape holding together a, a bottling line, um, You know sometimes as you're starting out or you're switching over from one beer to the next, you know, there's like eight, nine ounces of beer in that bottle. You know, it's not good to sell, but it's plenty good to drink. So back then,
2: so what, what were the first beers that you guys made at Sweetwater? Shoot, so the first two
3: beers uh, we made, so this is February of '97. We made um, an ale, uh, you know, eventually called ESB, after we learned about the legal system with the cease and desist. Uh, we called it Angler Ale, which uh, we, we found out... Wait, you know, what,
2: what, what, what were you calling it before that?
3: We were calling it Angler Ale, and somebody out west had that name. Oh, yeah? So yeah? so we um, switched it over to ESB, you know, because we were entering it in, and it was the first beer that ever won an award for us at Great American Beer Fest in the ESB category. And then we also made so we would blue, which, you know, not really knowing the south... so we made this nice kind of little hoppy, you know, slightly aggressive ESB. Um, And then we made this uh, blue, which is lighter style wheat ale. It's got a little hint of fresh blueberry to it. You know, perfect in the south, uh, hot temperatures. Um, So it's kind of a gateway beer for us.
2: You're saying back then there wasn't really a lot of craft beer in Georgia? No,
3: not much at all. So our third beer, though, was the 420. Can you guess when we first brewed that one? You tell me. (laughs) Where do you think the name 420 comes from? April 20th there you go yeah. ding 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 who knew huh that's, well that's uh, a little
2: controversial I'm going to say that for later because a lot of people have been using that 420 uh, yeah. right, but, but really like, go, let's go deep so and, and Tucker and you guys back then in Georgia let's, so the laws had changed And what yep. were people drinking before you guys started
3: you know it was Guinness and Bass and Harp and Bud Light and Miller Light and Corge Light and Killian's was but they, were, they special
4: there were gateway beers too you know, there were gateway beers like Newcastle Brown Ale. It was, it was that, a lot like what was happening in the was a gateway beer. Yeah. You know, Sam Adams it yeah. did yeah. come out, and, and Sam Adams was introducing people yeah. to the craft beer movement. Sierra Nevada was Sierra there. Nevada. Back in the day Sierra is. Nevada was just it was yeah. it was a, it was nascent. It was really like not a lot of people knew about that either back in Back in yeah. ninety ninety six ninety seven, I remember trying to
3: find uh, you know as we were talking to wholesalers. You know, it's, you know, you assign your distribution rights, and um, the wholesaler we're with today, you know, they had a local. So they, they were like, yeah we, we've already got a local in our portfolio. We don't need two. Like, can you imagine a wholesaler today saying, we don't need more than one local? if it, They're making quality there, beer.
2: So yeah. like the Atlanta scene, what were some of the first places that you guys were, were you selling to bars and restaurants? Yeah.
3: so a lot of it was going in and, and, you know, after work, brewing beer during the day, working the bottling line. Um, you know, grabbing some low fills and going into the bars that night. You know, still- which places?
2: Which what were the places in Atlanta? Virginia
3: Highlands is a neighborhood in Atlanta that's a great scene. Uh, and then the city of Decatur also. Uh, so the first place that ever put us on draft, a place called Neighbor's Pub in Virginia Highlands, neighbors.
2: Yeah, it's still there. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, it is. Yeah. So that'd and be then- good if we went down there, like, tell us places we should go and check out in Georgia. Yeah. We, so- have, a of- we have people listening from Sweden and. Angler, oh, right to Michigan, off. you won't believe it, but yeah. they might so, say, I'm going to go down to Georgia and check out places to get good beer.
3: Decatur is the place that uh, you'd want to go. Decatur <laughs> is, uh, you know, you call it, they don't like to be known <laughs> as a suburb, but... It's uh, the it's town right next
4: to Atlanta. It's a township. Right, right Kit? It's a township. Kit, I, I live in Decatur. I live in Decatur. Kit lives in Decatur. If I say
2: it sounds like, a, like an automobile distributor, is that going to get me in trouble or something? Decatur, <laughs> yeah. Decatur. I've heard that name so much, but I, I didn't know what you were Well, one of the, uh,
3: you know, you may know this, it's one of the best bars in the world, uh, Brick Store Pub is in Decatur. And those guys started... Uh,
5: the you summer? I haven't been there. I've heard so many things. Yeah, the summer of uh, '97. Those guys. What, what, what's up?
2: There's a neighborhood in Atlanta that's like the big uh, restaurant area, like going back in the '90s. Oh, Buckhead. Buckhead. That's yeah, it. that's where you're thinking. Yeah, and, and, and that's still a, a thriving restaurant scene. Is, nah.
3: There's oh uh, yeah, there's some great restaurants some in Buckhead. Restaurants. There. It used to be the the nightlife. It used to be where all the bars and restaurants, everybody would go after, you know, and, and stay late and, until. Uh, Oh, Ray the Blade, yeah, Ray Lewis but, and that, we're wrestling, the Super Bowl, yeah. Okay,
2: were they taking on Sweetwater back then in the 90s?
3: Yeah, yeah, some of those guys were. Um, you know, it was definitely the smaller place that was, you know, much more appreciative of guys like us walking in and flip-flops and dog behind us. You know, carrying low fills with no. It
4: was more. It was more like you were saying though. It was more Virginia Highlands, yeah. Atkins Park, Dark Horse, those yeah. bars, and then, yeah. and then as you were saying, the the Decatur bars as well. You know, the Brick Store Pub being the anchor down sure. there. Yeah. Raging Burrito, Raging Burrito, Burrito was huge. You know, yeah. yeah, anchor for us. A lot of love there. The, yeah. you know, these
2: gentlemen are both wearing their plaid shirts and hats. So. <laughs> Yeah, right. So that was the the original kind of like Georgia scene over there. Yeah. And uh, that's cool, man. Let's make a toast. And we're tasting right now, I keep joking, I call it the hop hash, but it's not the hop. Uh, This is the hash brown.
3: It's our fall seasonal. Uh, So using that hash product I was talking about. Um, So yeah, brand new for us as a seasonal. And um, we just started making it a couple weeks ago. I'll tell
2: you, we're doing this as a special show. We're actually in the back room at Jimmy's number 43 in the East Village. And it's 6 o'clock at night and we're getting wasted So we're going to have a good show here We're welcoming Sweetwater to New York City They're here doing, they've been in bars like Mugzell House And Blind Tiger and some other great places Spring Lounge too last night So we're back in a few minutes on Beer Sessions Radio Alright
1: Cider Week helps to bring profitability to local orchards while reviving heirloom apple varieties by cultivating awareness of craft cider. Cider Week connects cider makers from New York State and select pioneering guest cideries outside the state to buyers from top restaurants, bars, and retail shops across New York City. Those culinary tastemakers, in turn, help increase consumer awareness of cider's pleasures by hosting public events, tastings, dinners, classes, and pairings that build appreciation and demand for regional ciders.
2: Hey, my name is Joe Carroll from Spite and Dival, and you're
0: listening to the Heritage Radio org.
2: Hey, hey, welcome back to Beer Sessions Radio on The Heritage Radio Network. This is a special show. Sweetwater from Georgia is here in New York City. What? It's a launch party, and they've been in places like Muggsdale House in Blind Tiger, Spring Lounge, and they're here tonight at Jimmy's number 43. So we've been tasting with the, It's the hash browns. That's right. You got it. I keep calling it the hop hash, but you know I mix my words up. But this is a really Sorry, great year. I, I more do beers, like it. You,
3: it'll all sound the same. So, so,
2: what was it for you guys? What took it for you guys to come to New York City? Because you know, you how many states have you been in before this? You
3: know what? We based out of Georgia, so we've been super slow and super deliberate in our expansion. Um, you know, we always wanted to make sure that we did it right. You know, find the town. Is it right for us? Do folks know us? Does it have a great scene? Um, is our wholesaler going to be a great partner for us? And we found that here in, uh, in New York City. You know, Manhattan Beer, uh, those guys are phenomenal. Um, we actually invested uh, about 25 million bucks in the brewery over the last five years, built out a whole new brew house, um, expanded our, our facility to go from 25,000 to 120,000 square feet, new bottling line, new can line. But let's stop it that,
2: and I'll tell you what's happening. What's amazing is that we're not we're not really like a news show. But this fall, there's so many news. There's like Lagunitas is, and Heineken. Oh, yeah. So many deals happen, and we know that craft beer is big business. Sure. But how did you guys get so I mean, you're not big, but how did you go from being this little brewery in, in, in Georgia? Yeah. Let's, tell us about the, the first 10 years. Let's go back.
4: cool. It's yeah. kind of cool. Like, so Like you
2: know, you're selling to little bars in, in Georgia, and what's the town called, the, the part of Georgia? You're Decatur. Like, or Virginia Hills. Virginia and,
4: Highlands, and Highlands. Highlands, in, excuse me. Atlanta.
3: Yeah, so, um, you know, that, that's that been the cool thing about us is, uh, you know, we got a Rainbow
2: Trout as our logo. We've got a Rainbow Trout as our logo. Oh, so, It was 1997. Yeah. You guys opened up. And then what was happening, like, in 2002? Same
3: deal, man. You know, we're still, um, you know, trying to pave the way for craft beer in the southeast. They were still trying to educate everybody in every place we go, every festival that we work, every bar. we'd But that's into. that was
4: like the beginning of the festival world. That yeah. was that was Bonnaroo. That was like the beginning of Bonnaroo. Was right around two thousand and two. Yeah. And Sweetwater's the first and only craft beer at Bonnaroo. That at Bonnaroo. Oh, no,
3: Star Hill was. Hill, yeah.
4: So, but Sweetwater had those standalone kiosks yep. at Bonnaroo. So all these people from all over the country yeah. are coming to. Bonaroo, yeah, Manchester, so like Tennessee. Tennessee. Manchester, right? Tennessee, Tennessee. Right. and they're seeing Sweetwater there, and that's that's the craft brew that they can get their hands on, yeah. and you know, and it, and it, and it complements our cult, and it complements the culture of the brewery. So,
2: so back then, were, were there other any other iconic like Southern breweries at something like Bonaroo? No, I well, think really. a lot of listeners yeah. know Bonaroo. What year did you guys? Expand outside of Georgia. That's what I want to know. You so started so, in
3: Georgia. Yeah, we started in Georgia. The first place we opened outside of Georgia was Asheville, uh, which Asheville is huge in the craft beer community these days. Everybody knows Asheville now. Sierra Nevada is there. New Belgium's building there. Oscar Blues built just outside of there. Um, you know, there's, And there's a ton of great local breweries. Um, but we opened that up, uh, and that was 2002 uh, as well, uh, or maybe 2003. That we finally was outside of Georgia, and we took that step it was because, you know what, we knew we could make great beer, and we knew that we had a wholesaler that could take care of us. Actually, this guy, Dave Kemper, who's a great friend of ours, uh, was working for the wholesaler up there. So, you know what, we trusted South him. Carolina, wow. Yeah, we trusted him. And, uh, you know what, we, this beer is, is food. This beer is our baby. This beer needs to be kept fresh. It's unpasteurized.
2: Okay, so, and you, you, you've been there from the beginning?
3: how uh, did you come in?
4: You know, I came. I came in as a friend of the brewery um, a couple years after the brewery was up and running. So I, I met Freddie in in, in ninety eight, and uh, you know, started working with him in uh, in ninety nine. You know, and started helping set up the tanks and, and working on working on the uh, bottling line, helping get the beer out of, out of the house. Yeah, this guy
3: came up
2: for low fills all the time.
3: Yeah,
4: always.
5: Yeah. <laughs> low fills. Yeah, you, you see him How about you, Lisa? It?
2: We're tasting the, the again, it's, I call it hot hash, but it's the hash browns. Correct. You know, Actually, you know we got good.
3: some 420 on the table right now.
2: Well, let's the so taste post so Yeah. Let's, yeah you're you're gonna gonna switch switch I want Lisa as an expert taste. So, Lisa, what do you think of the hash brown the first beer we had? I hate tasting I, those? Uh, so should I know can't know about? get
5: over that. That's really special. That's
2: beautiful. Wow, thank you so much. So, like, it's like... It's an, it's kind of it's almost like an old fashioned beer where it's like it's dark but hoppy. It is, you Which know. It's, I like that style. There's a lot. something
5: really, I mean, without being heavy and hard to drink, there's something about it that has that fudgy dank hop quality. Yeah. It's re- mm-hmm. it's really pretty. Um, you know, it's clean and. But Lisa, you're you like a
2: BJCP and... judge. You know, is, is this is this beer a style or is this off style?
5: Is, is that... would, would I drink this beer? Yes, I would. <laughs> uh, I I mean, this is... The the point is is not, you know, achieving a style when we're... We study styles to, to give some context to the beers that we make and to draw some inspiration and to, to sort of understand the history of beers. And then, then we use that to inform the beers that we make and we make the things that, that inspire us based on, you know, our history and things we've tasted. Um... This is a this is a fairly unique you know. There's something about that hop quality that's without being heavy, you know, really fudgy and intense. Yeah, you know, that, that hop is something yeah. that we
3: talk about with this hash. That uh, you know, it's it, it's bright. You know, this is um, you know the the malt bill is is fairly light. It's kind of roasty, um, but um, you There's know, good
5: balance. Cool. But it's 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 without being you know again. It's well articulated, and, and you can taste the tremendous hop character. Um, but it's well, it's not. Heavy what inspired yet. you guys to
2: make this beer? Well, so because it's like it's almost well, to me, it's like a pre-prohibition beer. it's like it's dark, it's hoppy. This it's beer, the kind of beer that people made for it was like the luxury beer. Right? Yeah, Something you know like this,
3: this this creation came out of that hash product. Um, so you know we get our hands on it. You know we. We've got um, we got to deal with uh, you know the folks at Hop Union and the folks at Crosby Farms, um, the, the two of the main suppliers we get our hash from. I'm sorry, we get our hops from to get this hash. So they've got processes in place where they would send us everything that you can get, everything that you can harvest. Um, we'll use it. Um, so that hop hash that we've been making a double IPA is beautiful and it's done phenomenally well for us. Like you know what, we need to keep continue to step with this because it's such a unique product and brings such yeah, a it, nice It's a nice time
2: I like it. that's why I picked it. it's actually on draft tonight at Jimmy's number 43 and I that's picked right. the hash brown but Tucker what's it like working with these guys at Sweetwater like you're coming to New York doing a rollout. like honestly what are you doing because this is intense right your first time in New York City you're going to the best beer bars yeah, what are you doing Tucker? <laughs>
1: what am I doing that's a great question I'm just sitting here drinking beer um, it's It's great working for this brand. I have been, I was a fan of this brand far before I started working for them. And it's, of course, because it's tasty beer. But also, I really appreciate how much they do in every community that they're in. Uh, In Atlanta, they have always supported, we have always supported now, I can say that, uh, Chattahoochee River Keepers. They always have said, clean beer, I mean, clean water makes great beer. And back when I was just a fan of the brewery, uh, I really appreciate all that they did. To support our waterways in Atlanta. And now that we're in other communities, we support the Waterkeeper Alliance in every community. And you know, Waterkeeper Alliance is headquartered here in New York. So I'm really looking forward to working with them, seeing what we can do to, you know, help clean up the water. That's OG,
4: right? That's water that's that's Riverkeeper OG, right? I am Uh,
1: nothing if not OG kit.
2: (laughs) 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 I'm in like a family here, it's kinda cool. But you guys, so, so, so water is a key ingredient to beer, right? Apparently uh, it is. Of all, that 90% of what we got right there is water. Yeah. So what makes, what makes, what's the source of water for sweet water? That's a good
3: question. Yeah, right? So the Chattahoochee River.
2: There's a real river yeah. called
3: Chattahoochee. Chattahoochee River. It runs right through Atlanta. And where, yep. is it,
2: where did it come from? The headlands.
3: Uh, headlands are up in North Georgia, uh, just north of Helen, Georgia. Um, it's a little spring up there that uh, feeds down and uh, runs through the city. And then, uh, you know, drops down into the Gulf of Mexico. Yeah. Well, how
2: would you compare the, 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 the water from that river to, you know, like where Bass was from in, in Burton on Trent or whatever in sure. England? What's the quality of the water that you guys have? And how can you compare it to another, like a classical beer style from somewhere? That's yeah. a tough question. But yeah. So, I know you got the answer. So. Yeah, right.
3: If not, I'll make it up. right? Yeah. <laughs> The, uh, yeah, the water quality is great. You know, it's uh, it's 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 mineral heavy, which is great because it's a lot easier to take things out of water than it is to put it in. You know, you got something that's super soft, and you know, it's, it's tough to brew with.
2: Now, we have actually friends in Alaska making beer, and they have to add minerals to every batch of beer to yeah, make the...
3: it's tough. So, you, beer, know, you know, we get our water from the city of Atlanta. Uh, you know, we've got a little process in-house to uh, clean it up a touch, but... You know, for the most part, it's it's city water that we're brewing Did with. anyone
2: ever ask that question? What, what would you compare your water in Atlanta to for a classical beer style? Is it like in England or Germany? Or, you know, honestly... Or you just don't know. Is yeah, different?
3: yeah, water is, a, is so unique to the geography that, um, you know, you you, you you work with what you got, and then you refine your recipes to accentuate the
2: water quality that you have. Yeah. But it's, it's amazing that so many brewers actually have to talk about adding different minerals... Oh, yeah. ...to well, their water to change it, right? I what mean
5: when you look at historical beers not to I mean we enjoy referring to Burton on Trent we enjoy referring to classical Dublin water etc but I wouldn't want to hold a modern brewer to brew only the beers that are suited to the water chemistry exactly of the place that they're at because people 400 years ago weren't going up to the corner pub and going wow there are 37 styles of beer I could drink. They were going, well, there's beer.
0: And and so
5: in some ways, a great brewer, I think we have to use a different standard and say that we respect the water that we source for our our beer and love it and and appreciate that we want to care for it and, and start with a source product that we've cared for. But then we also, we say, you know, if I added just a little bit more calcium, you know, I could make a, a slightly different profile and and work you know, work to accentuate the qualities of the water we have. But you know, all all craft brewers hopefully feel free to, to say I'm gonna add slightly more mineral and be able to make a pilsner or a stout. I, I hope we don't we don't say because you're in Georgia, this is your water chemistry, only make two kinds of beer. No. But it's it's beautiful Absolutely. water, and, and we hopefully love and appreciate it. Let's talk it. about, so we're
2: drinking the 420, this IPA. So what is this beer? So
3: that's the third beer. We don't, we everyone remember. knows
2: a 420, and we don't talk about 420 on this show, because we know it references a different drug. But what
3: are you talking about? What drug is Who that? Who I don't know. But so there's a bicycle messenger sitting out front. I don't know if that's for you. Yes.
5: It says 420 on that. Yeah. So it's <laughs>
2: 420, it's your extra paleo. That's right.
3: Yeah. So, yeah. so, so first brewed on first April, brewed April 20th, what year? first period, April 20th, 1997. And, um, you know, we called it an extra pale ale at the time because, you know, again, in the South, people weren't really used to the style. And, you know, coming from the West Coast, you know, we got fairly aggressive with the hops. So, we, we wanted it to, you know, kind of stand out and and, and people to see it and read it and be like, well, you know, what is it about this thing that's... So, it's got a nice hop character to it. Um, definitely got to get back on a malt to it, but it's, uh, it's super balanced. It's incredibly approachable. Um, and I think that's why it's done so well for us. You know, with a name like 420, we'll get people to try it for the first time. But if people do not got the bearded back,
2: I still up, don't know what that means. But, Tucker, so you you live in Atlanta, Georgia? I do. Okay. So, where are places that you go out in Atlanta?
1: Well, okay. Do you, Where do you want to know where I go out, or do you want to know where I would recommend folks I want to know where you go, go
2: out. All right. And, like, so my well, friend Ale Sharpton, like, he all right, well, if Ale
1: Sharpton and I are hitting the town, it's Wednesday through Sunday. We're going to go to Sweetwater first because we have brewery tours, and that really is, that's, that's the thing to do. Come to the brewery tour, do a tasting, go on a tour, see what we're all about, find a new favorite beer, meet some cool people, talk to a brewer. And then, I live in Midtown, and Sweetwater is located uh, right in Midtown, so I would probably say, you know, save your Uber bucks. Stay kind of local. I might hit up um, something around the park, maybe. Park Tavern is a lot of fun. It's located on Piedmont Park. Uh, it was built by Mr. Olmstead, the same person who constructed wow, Central, Central Park. park, park. Right? Yes. So uh, you can get your forestry nerd on there. Um, <laughs> lots of great places around there. If you're looking for entertainment, we have some great music venues. Smithsville uh, Bar. Mm-hmm. Bar is right nearby. Cypress. Cypress Street is yeah. in walk. Street is in stumbling distance to my house, so that is probably my favorite. I know how to haunt. stumble. Yeah, right. <laughs> I, so I think
2: well. that Ale Schrocken has told me about Cypress Street. Yeah, yeah. Well, guy's And crazy. then let's say you go into the, some of these bars. What's a typical? Sweetwater, you're going to see on top there. Is Sweetwater in like every good bar in Atlanta?
1: Sweetwater is in every good bar, yes.
2: So what? What's the typical We're beer they have on top? Some of the mediocre bars
4: too.
1: <laughs> every, everyone loves 420. 420 is our core brand, but like at Cypress Street, they love the IPA. It's their house beer. Um, it's really close to Georgia Tech, and a lot of those engineers, I think, love the complexity that comes with the IPA.
2: I'm more of an. I, I like the IPA. That's why I like this. Hop ash, aka hash brown. No, but uh, you guys are so polite from the south. Yeah, you get keep, it. I call it as a joke, but it's it's hash brown. But I keep calling it. Why don't you correct me? Hi, man. I'm here to host. But <laughs> yes, but I do I do like the, the good hop profile beers, you know. Mm-hmm. So that's cool. And then Kit too. So I mean, Atlanta is like a, a fascinating place. So we're going to talk more about it and more beers to taste. we we'll be back in a few minutes on Beer Sessions Radio. All right. I'm Sam Edwards, and I listen to Heritage Radio Network.
5: Hey, 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 welcome back to Beer
2: Sessions Radio on the Heritage Radio Network. It's a special show recorded in the back room at Jimmy's number 43 with Sweetwater from Georgia. They're launching in New York City. They've been in our, our favorite places like Mug's House, Spring Lounge, Blind Tiger, and tonight they're at Jimmy's number 43 and recording a special show. So this is really cool. I mean, Sweetwater is a, is a brand that we've all heard about. Our good buddy, Al Sharp in Atlanta, is, is buddies. And this dude named Freddie, somewhere down there, is one of the founders. But we got Kit and Steve and Tucker and Lisa. And cool people were talking about Sweetwater. But, like, really, again, so, Steve, you're talking about the beer jab, But what's it like coming to New York City? Because, you know, last year, year and a half ago, we had Bells came in from Michigan, and it was huge. People from Michigan were like, I want Bells, I want Bells. So do you guys feel that your your customers from the South who live in New York City, do they feel the same way about Sweetwater? Like, oh, man, I cannot wait to have Sweetwater in New York City. Absolutely. You know, it's uh, it's super cool because, you know,
3: the beer translates incredibly well. Um, you know, we've got plenty of different styles of beer that, you know, different kind of customers appreciate. Um, but there's that uh, there's that pride of, uh, of where you're from, you know, where you went to college. You know, I was down on vacation. You know, our, we're all over Florida. You know, our beer is... In bottles or cans So you know When people go on vacation Down to the Outer Banks Or something like that And they drink that beer Like that's a special memory for them So that's such a cool thing For us to be down there We've we you know we've been down at the beach Way too often
2: uh-huh. but <laughs> Il- Il Shar- I'm saying Il Sharpen Because he's my buddy from Atlanta Oh yeah He said that you guys Originally you were driving Freddie was driving down south And he actually wanted to open in Florida And somehow got stuck in Atlanta For the Olympics in 1996 Yeah Is
3: that true? Well, you know what Was happened? he
2: finding his way around? You or? ever been to Atlanta? You no, know, I've been to Savannah, but I've never been to we Atlanta. We need to get you down to Atlanta. There's a
3: ton of hot girls down there. And coming from Colorado, where girls don't shave their legs. At
2: do girls drink beer?
5: I've never heard of such a thing. It's terrible. <laughs>
3: <laughs> so, stopping in Atlanta, Olympics are booming. There's all this
2: talent running around town. It's like, whew.
1: What about Let's get this? serious.
2: So, at that time, you're saying that... The laws in Georgia changed. Yeah, laws in Georgia but changed. What, so what were the laws before you guys opened? So before we opened, you couldn't even brew beer in Georgia. I think it was, like was, was there anyone brewing beer? No.
3: Uh, you know, some people illegally <laughs> brew. But uh, I think it was 94 when uh, the laws changed leading up to the Olympics. You know, it's an international, you know, microscope on the
2: city. Um, so laws changed, a couple breweries opened up. So you mean before the Olympics... You could only get just mainstream beers. Yep. There wasn't one brewery in, in Georgia nope. back then. Yeah, that's no, crazy. Back, back. We forget well, how much way, has changed. Right? Way back oh in the day, goodness.
3: pre-prohibition. Day. Yeah, there was some stuff going on, but uh, yeah, nothing in the modern times. And it wasn't until 2006 that the laws in Georgia changed that you could either brew or sell beer above six percent alcohol. So once this that, was that the law first changed, high gravity was yeah. so what, what were your first beers then? So uh, happy ending, man. Happy ending to a terrible law. So we brewed this uh, Russian Imperial Stout that we dry hopped. Still make it, uh, you know, at end of the year. So, you know, that happy ending is a phenomenal... Uh, phenomenal. But before that, so... When oh, you we, were first started, 420, we were making 420 and we are making the It's good for our ESG. listeners because... Yeah, we were and, making the and, blue.
2: What, every, what might I
5: pay every, for a happy ending?
2: Everyone that we know that, that's making beer now, there's so many homebrewers. When they grew up, homebrewing was legal and now you can homebrew in all 50 states and there's breweries But I can't believe that in 1996 in Georgia you guys look like, were we the first brewery in Jordan no, no. There were other ones yeah or? yeah there were
3: a couple others yeah that uh, that were going on at the time there's Martha'sville and Red Brick Time Dogwood, Dogwood. Uh, was was there. Um, what were you
2: guys you were just making what pale ales or what were you making
3: pale ale and the ESB and you know that Sweetwater Blue and then we came out that Sweetwater IPA was the next one and you know we're just kind of like pushing the boundaries of what we yeah. knew that the customers and, and yeah, staying the, below the that quarter. The
4: porter wasn't long after that yeah. either. The porter was like ninety it was 99. Yeah. yeah, yeah, the Exodus Porter. Yeah,
3: but so you that.
2: guys, you think that by guys like Freddie and Sweetwater starting up you guys changed the, the beer culture in Georgia
3: Yeah we definitely uh, you know evolved it tremendously you know, it was, so
2: uh, t- I want some anecdotes about Freddie because he's supposed to be here but he's not coming in he's taking a plane. that's coming in at 10 p.m. and this is like 6 p.m. but you each tell me an anecdote about about Freddie and because uh, I want to know about Freddie. start with Steve Yeah how'd you meet Freddie? They had to run on
3: the bar and uh, ask him questions he didn't know the answers to. Uh, but, uh, you know what?
2: You know, yeah, tell me. The, let me get deep. Tell me about Freddie, because yeah. everyone wants to know about Freddie. And this guy's a really interesting dude. He's one of those personalities. That we've talked to guys like Tony McGee from Lagunitas. Sure. Larry Bell from Bell. So, who is Freddie from Sweetwater? Yeah, man, you know, it's, um, it's a guy who's a brewer. It's a guy who
3: knows phenomenal beer, uh, understands people, you know, recognizes what it doesn't know. And, uh, and brings in the people to, to, to help along the way. You know, has his blood, sweat, and tears all over this brand. Um, the lifestyle that this brand is, is really who he is as a person. And it's, it's who we are as people, too. Because, like, that's the kind of style that I am. Or at least I, I hope that I am. Uh, and that's what attracted me to, to working with a guy like Freddie. Because, so, cool. you know, so he
2: came from Colorado to, uh, to Atlanta. You know, it's all
3: about passion. It's yeah. about giving back. It's about I having a great that. time. You know, he, he says this all the time. You know, we're not here for a long time. We're here for a good time. And Kit, when did you
2: meet Freddie from?
3: Was so it?
4: I met Freddie. I met Freddie in '98, and I was a kayaker. Freddie's a kayaker. We're standing on this bridge overlooking a rapid at flood stage. The rapid's called the End of the World, and we're looking at this rapid. He looks at me and he's like, "Are you gonna run that?" And I look at him like. That's a little much for me. I'm like, are you gonna run that?" He's like, no. So he's like, is that in it? Georgia? That was in Georgia. So where was this rapid? It was uh, North Georgia and it was like a class 5 rapid when it wasn't at flood stage. So we went and uh, I told him I'd another rep river that was generally class two and three white water. But at flood stage, it, it bumped up to like three so and four. Where,
2: white where in Georgia was it? <laughs> up, up near a, up near Georgia. I don't know anything about Georgia, and I'm so excited. It was, it, it, was in, it was up in it was
4: up in the North Georgia mountains, and we wound up we wound up kayaking a river called called the Cartagena, and um, that's when you know he learned what I did. I learned what he did. He likes music. I work in music. I like beer. He works in beer, and you know we're. It's 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 what the culture it's what the culture of the brand's about. It's about good friends, having a good time and enjoying the outdoors. And you know, that's how that's how we came together. And I took my know how and you know, I would help him raise tanks at the brewery and then he would come out and he would check out shows that I was doing, you know, with the different bands that I worked for. And um, you oh, that's know,
2: cool. We really like to hear about the history, you know.
4: And Lisa, have you
2: ever had Sweetwater before tonight?
5: No, I've been hearing about it. I'm really excited that it's coming to New York. Well, uh, now I get the the full lineup, don't I?
2: Yeah,
3: absolutely.
5: Where uh, where am I going to find it?
3: Uh, So the, um, you know... The bars that uh, we had talked about, uh,
5: Blind Tiger and the yeah. Savvy Bars yeah. will obviously have whole Foods. this product. So
3: a lot of the you know the places the whole where Whole Foods
5: gonna... down on Bowery has got gotta have this place.
3: Yeah, absolutely. There's a couple of Walgreens that are going to carry it. You know, we we're talking to the guys from Twain Reed, and uh, you know, there's uh, you know anywhere you're really going to find good craft beer in the city. You know, we were just talking about Bells. Now, where you would find bells in the city, you're gonna hopefully find Sweetwater That's as well.
5: Fabulous! Yeah. I've I've been hearing about it, and there are a lot of people who are excited, cool. not just from yeah. Georgia, who have uh, been kind it's of good. hearing your story and it and your Tucker, beer. Tucker, you
2: tell us. So, when did you first meet Freddie and start working with Sweetwater? Cause these are the stories you want to hear. I do, cool. I do. You guys have, have like the best jobs in the world. You're working for like a cool brewery. You're coming to New York City.
1: I hear that every day. Everybody, every day, people say you have the best job, and it really is true. I remember exactly when I first met Freddie. I was working for a little real estate development in South Atlanta, and I had met Steve. We, I think, did a fundraiser together for Chattahoochee Riverkeeper, and I said, hey, do you guys want to do a beer dinner? Expecting them to just say yes and send some product, maybe send some t-shirts or whatever, but... We do this beer dinner, and it's outside. It's on the lawn at our bed and breakfast at the Real Estate Development. And Steve and Freddie both come to the beer dinner. They bring their wives, and not only do they talk to guests, they taste guests through all the brands that they bring down, they stand up and tell the whole Sweetwater story. And to me, that just speaks volumes about who they are as people, who the brand is. I think that's when
3: you introduced me as the Minister of Paraphernalia. I sure as hell did. (laughs) I
1: sure as hell did. Wow. Wow. <laughs> Sorry, it's Jimmy's We're
5: scopes. in the
2: back room at Jimmy's Number Forty Three in the East Village. Things happen, but um. So what? What's the crazy? Okay, I want to hear craziers. So what are things like? I'll be honest. What can you not talk about? Because you guys are a brewery. You ask me like, there's things you can't talk about.
1: I definitely can't talk about some of the jokes that are said in the brewery every day. My mama would blush. I'm from the South, Jimmy. <laughs> oh, well, I can't
4: talk about all the bras
3: that were hung up in the old brewery. I can't even remember that. I think I burned that brain
2: cell. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And you get free T-shirts, right? Come on. Yeah,
3: exactly. <laughs>
2: yeah. All right. I talked about frame, but the thing is, and why 420? We know what that means. There's a reference to a drug that used to be illegal and now is legal in a couple states. But...
3: Yeah, man. You know, honestly, who knew? You know, we're dumb kids, you know, naming beers as we go. First day we the beer was April 20th, you know, sitting around afterwards drinking some beers. Trying to come up with a name for it. Look at the brewer's sheet.
2: Boom. There it was. So that, yeah, <laughs>
3: boom. boom. That's some is. of your
0: favorite
2: cheers to this. We're talking about, you know, still water. And,
1: cheers. Come on, you know. Cheers.
2: And Lisa, what's it like for you? So you're, you're out there tasting different beers, and uh, first time you're tasting still water. You're drinking. Sweet water. Sorry, man. I'm going to correct you on this one. you got to do that. <laughs> See, I call it other names. But it's the hop hash <laughs> from, from
4: sweet water. Hash brown.
5: Ash, <laughs>
4: We're gonna have another yes, couple of beers. We'll <laughs> be calling it. Yeah, then. it's funny tasting. What's the that? taste profile? This because like, to
5: me, I sort of you told me where the product comes from, and I if I if you just told me that, I'd sort of say, "That's a garbage product, and that's going to be oxidized and nasty and useless. Why would you oh, use the, that?" The hash and it's itself. a really it's a yeah. it's a gorgeous beer.
3: Yeah, really, so really it's, lovely. It's treated the same way as the the, the, pellets, the pellets or the whole. You but know, it's taken and put it into the bag and it's you know they blast it with nitrogen and then the
5: idea is that the you know uh the pellets are compressed so you have less surface area and less oxidation because it is handled so that hash before it's it's the oxygen exclusion
3: well the hash is like almost a brick you know and so it's it's this you know these chunky you know things that oh it, it gums up on the sides of the screen and uh and then they pull those screens out and scrape it off and you've got these like Little chunks of hash that I'd drop off the screen. It's like
5: it's southern ingenuity because we were feeding peanuts to pigs, and then there was Jiffy, you <laughs> know. And and uh, I, it's clearly been wasted. This is such a beautiful beer. I mean, you're saying really- this is peanut butter beer? I no. I if they want to make something like that, I'll, I'm game. But uh, they're all lovely beers. But I, I have to say, the hash brown is really special, and and uh, I think. It, if you're going to go out and, and try, try every sweet water as soon as you find them. But the hash brown is very special and, yeah. and that's a priority. See, that's we've gorgeous. tried the
2: hash brown. We've tried the IPA. Tried the we tried the 420. Yep. And what else are you guys bringing to New York City?
3: Uh, we got, uh, take two pills, which is a nice, uh, German style pilsner. Um, that, um, you know, it's a, kind of an interesting, um, you know, divergent force as, uh, we haven't done longers as a brewery. You know, We've done all ales, um, but uh, last year we started doing this bills, and it's um, we've got a phenomenal reception to it. And you know what? It's it's been great too because you know you go to something. Kids bringing out more beer. It's amazing. You, you guys the, are very southern hospitality. Yeah, I love yeah these guys. always. You go to some of these uh, you know eclectic uh, eclectic bars that have phenomenal selections on track, like your place, and you know what? I don't need another pale ale. I don't need another IPA. I've already got. Plenty of them. Yeah, yours is great. Also, having this phenomenal pills is, is a great. Hey, let's pop extension it. Come on. For us. And oh, then,
2: right. you, you guys, let's go. You're, the favorite cities that your son in.
3: Dude, my favorite cities are the coastal cities, man, because the lifestyle is phenomenal. It's you know you can go fishing in the morning, you know eat fish in the afternoon. Which now, ones, are are, ones. Are, are?
2: are you guys sweet waters in, or You guys are selling uh, a lot. Yeah,
3: you know I love going down you to Georgia, uh, right? you know the uh, Gulf side of Florida. Thank you. Uh, st. Pete Tampa Dunedin area you know it's great fishing great community down there I love getting out to Savannah and Charleston and up that East Coast over there um, you know beautiful diversity over there and people that you know great uh, culinary culture uh, and uh, you know it's it's it, it translates incredibly well and then uh, you know love getting up in the mountains in North Carolina um, you know we just started selling beer up in Ohio recently and in Chicago and that's such a cool thing for us too because We've always been in the South, and, you know, we've always kind of known that customer down there. As we've branched up into Ohio and in Chicago, um, you know what? We're learning a lot about what northern drinkers like, especially in those colder weather cities. You know, we make a beer called Georgia Brown, uh, which we really only sold in... Which they have in front of them right now. Unbelievable it, kit. Well like done. It.
2: Nice brown beer.
3: I like it. So, uh, yeah, we, we did some tap takeover events as we launched in Columbus and in Cleveland and Cincinnati. And first keg to kick was the Georgia Brown. Because those guys, that's the style of beer that they like. So one of the things that we're really learning is that diversity of customer and in the culture and in the community that they're in. Not all the same styles are the most popular. You know, South Florida is going to be so much different than Chicago. You know, which we all kind of know. But you know, when you've got your portfolio of beers, you're like, yeah, four twenties our most popular one. Well, yeah, it's popular because it's kind of fits that spectrum for us and it's approachable. But
2: I'm a big fan of this hash brown too. Yeah, I mean that's like a New York it. style style yeah, right now. Yeah, yeah. Go. Look, we're gonna wrap the show, but um, Kit, you want to say anything else? about it's really cool to meet somebody who's like a part of you know Sweetwater from near the beginning. What else do you want to tell yeah. us about Sweetwater's coming to New York City? What should we all know about you?
4: I, you know, just that we're excited to have you try our beers. We're excited to uh, have people try the beers. And also see what our culture is about, you know. Because as, as our buddy Freddie would say, you know, we're here for a good time. We're not here for a long time. And you guys,
2: you guys are also like behind some music festivals or what? You're yeah, talking
4: about Bonnaroo. Dude, talk about Bonnaroo, man. We put on one of the best
3: music festivals in the southeast. You know, the Sweetwater 420 Fest is shit. We had Snoop and Moe and 311 and when's Government that? Mule. And the next and, one? Uh, it's a weekend closest to 420
4: every year. So that's April. Centennial Olympic Park, yeah. And, and, you know, besides being a music festival, it's also a festival that celebrates Earth Day, you know, getting along, getting behind, you know, our... One so of we the should Earth go down Valley.
2: to Atlanta for, what, April 20th? Hell oh, yeah, man. You can stay on my Next couch. Year. Really? Yeah. What about you, Lisa? What do you think? Tasting these beers for the first time? I'm going
5: to elbow you off the couch. <laughs> I'm going to come down there. I'm really excited. Uh, they're gorgeous beers. I'm, I'm really... Uh, I love them all, but I'm really excited about the the Hash Brown and the George Brown gorgeous. Thank you. Gorgeous, yeah. uh, I think your, your city is
2: a, a – we sell IPAs and pills, but I think it's also a brown ale town. Yeah. And, Tucker, for yeah. you being part of this whole team – What's your favorite thing about New York City?
1: My favorite thing about New York City has been uh, the response to Sweetwater. I've been walking around with tackle boxes, our 12-pack variety packs, and people stop me every time that I'm on the street oh, or going gorgeous. into a building, saying, "Oh my God, tell me Sweetwater's coming to New York." Uh, it happened. I was at an interview at Bloomberg right before I came here, and that happened, and it's it's fun. I'm just glad. I'm glad these Southerners up here are excited. Well, this is amazing
2: stuff. And I want to thank our our sponsor, Union Beer Distributors. Of- great ales and lagers in New York City. And thanks to our guests, Kit, Tucker, Steve, and Lisa, for joining me here on the Heritage Radio Network. I'm Jimmy Carboni. Thanks to our producers, Justin Kennedy and Maggie Sidon and our engineer extraordinaire, Jack Insley. We'll catch you next time on Beer Sessions Radio. Alright, yeah, Woo!
1: <laughs>